Welcome to The Ledge. My name is Chris Harper, and I'll be your host every week. Every Tuesday, I will interview an artist, developer, or creative mind from the Web3 space. I'll be getting up close and personal with my guests as we explore the emerging crypto art and NFT scene. It is my feeling, along with many others, that we are in a digital renaissance. The emergence of blockchain technology has revolutionized the way we look at ownership, provenance, and digital assets. It is my goal as your host to help shed light on these complex subjects and even more so the individuals behind it all who are carving out their place in history here on the ledge of Web3. Good morning. My name is Chris Harper. I'd like to thank everybody this morning for joining me on another episode of The Ledge. This morning, I'm interviewing an artist that I'm a big fan of and a collector of. He's an Italian mixed media artist. His name is Mattia Coutini. Good morning, Mattia. How are you? Good morning to you, Alan. Ciao, Chris. Mattia, you live in, you live in Italy. Yeah, yeah, northeast of Italy, uh, one hour from Venice, because I have to simplify things for people. You know, you take the train and you arrive in Venice in one hour. I'm in Udine, it's northeast, far northeast. Uh, I'm more or less one hour from Ljubljana in Slovenia and one hour from Austria. So, yeah. Are you native Italian? Yeah, 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 always. Born and raised, right? You say it this way. Born and raised. <laughs> nice. I love it. What? Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us. Your- okay. I always say I always say that I'm born curious since 1979, and this curiosity finally arrived at his artistic art purpose in 1999, more or less, after my high school, and then I've started doing some work like an electronic uh, engineer. I wasn't an engineer, but yeah. In that, in that, in that, in that field, for almost twenty years, I worked as an employee uh, before in an electronic uh, producing firm, and then in a communication company, like doing graphics and so on. And then, uh, because of the COVID, because of these strange energies go around, in two thousand and twenty, I am twenty four seven artist. Uh, before COVID, you had another life besides being a full-time artist. Yeah, I, I had to balance art and work for for other for third-party guys. But now, basically, my my work is to do my art. So I wake up, I take my son at school, I go in the studio, I produce something, or I do something like this interview for you, and tweet a lot, and doing Instagram and so on, and do interviews. Producing yeah. art, post-producing art because it's digital, and you know there is not only the part of producing physical things, but also to take the, them in the digital realm somehow. Then I go back to the school of my son. I take it at home. I go to lunch. I like an employee of myself because this saved, this saved my life because you know what is money goes around like uh, rockets is so so dangerous. So I told myself I have to, to do uh, the employee of myself. Yeah. I love it, man. Tell us about your family. My family is only my girlfriend because she, does, she doesn't want to marry me. I don't know why. And my son. <laughs> and my son. And I have a little dog. Uh, uh, a, a, a lady what about dog. your parents? Where are your parents, Mattia? 
my, my parents are alive, are here in Italy, near near where I work. So yeah, basically we are all around here. Yeah, when you were growing up, when you were growing up as a kid, what was life like for you? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is interesting because I I've always been interested and fascinated by technology and by digital things. My father was used to uh, repair. Uh, business machines, like very big and complicated mechanical uh, machines to doing uh, bureaucracy things. And then he has uh, seen the, the change between mechanical to electromechanical to electronics. So I suppose that this somehow has got uh, an influence on what I'm doing. Sure. Because I always do something like this between mechanical and uh, electronic and so on. I always play around with physical and digital. And also my father bought first the Commodore 64. Oh, wow. Then an IBM uh, 286. Then an Intel 486. Then a Pentium. And then we bought computers. And so it was a house, plenty of stuff and electronic things. And so what I do is basically was doing like a, like a kid, but with the power of the money and the internet and so on. The first time I've got the, the access to internet was was I, uh, on my first job, on my first paid job, my, 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 my employer was a, a smart guy, okay, that uh, even if the employees wasn't really working, but they was interested in internet and so on, yeah, it was cool, okay, like research and development. And this research and development somehow is applied also in my art, and I started doing art uh, with a Xerox machine, uh, photocopier machine at work. Yeah. A copy machine. A copy machine, yeah. yeah Whatever you want to, to, to call them. <laughs> I don't know, every place is different. Copy machine. Okay. Copy machine, yeah. We Thank call you. it Xerox machine, copy machine. Different. Xerox, you say Xerox. Yeah, Xerox is the name of a company that yeah, makes... Yeah, I know, like Hoover for, for the vacuum. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So Xerox machine or copy machine, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir, a copier. What uh, what was your education like when you were young? Mm, I always been really lucky in my my education. So I've done the, the, the normal schools like every everyone else. I got very very good teachers in in every in every field. Yeah. But the the school that has changed my my mind was the the, the technical school before university. I, I didn't have the money to do university in Italy. So yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I have not degrees. Did and, you specialize uh, in something in technical school? Excuse me? When you went to technical school, did you specialize in something? Yeah, in electronics, electronics and, and telecommunication. So yeah. yeah. And during that period, I was also discovered that I was really um, good in, chem in chemistry. Oh. And it was another thing that, yeah, somehow, only one year of chemistry, but yeah, somehow, playing with with inks and so on of my stuff maybe who knows i don't know That's pretty and cool. so i've done the, the technical school and it was a really really interesting technical school uh, it was it's so famous in italy because it's called istituto tecnico industriale arturo malignani and if you search out for arturo malignani is the guy that has taken electricity in udine one of the first cities in italy with electricity and also, he has got the patent, the patent uh, of the vacuum inside of bulb 
lamps. Vacuum so, bulb lamps. That, so yeah. since 20 years ago, still the family and so on was earning money because of this invention of doing the vacuum wow. inside. And if you search for Arturo Malignano. Smart, Smart guy. Yeah, yeah. It was so young. It's like was 24, 25 years old and has got to, to, to the government and say, oh, we need electricity here, <laughs> public electricity, because it's stupid to burn things. And then, yeah, it was like the guy of electricity in Italy, like the, well, Tesla, been, the Tesla of Friuli Venezia Giulia. The there's, been a lot of, there's been a lot of very creative minds come out of Italy, huh? Yeah, absolutely. There is a bunch of, of, of guys from uh, Friuli, Veneto, and Trentino, Slovenia. Like, this place is like uh, a forge of minds. I don't know how, but it's this way. <laughs> what was your, did you, did, you, did you ever have any formal art education? No. I, no, I was always curious, so I was used to go to a lot of museums and so on, and also with music, when you approach music and so on, there is a lot of artists uh, blending together, maybe, and then maybe say this was my education, yeah? What, like, got, what, uh, got, you, what got you into the art world? What made you think, I want to be an artist? It was like a need to, to fill uh, the gaps uh, because if you do only technical things, maybe there's something about your soul that is not uh, is not in the formula, is not in the in the in the things that you are doing. And so uh, what I what I remember, it was using to to do these dad doodles on, on my books. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was always a hyperactive guy. <laughs> okay, when I was at school, we didn't have the ADHD uh, certification. Right. But if I was now, yeah, I suppose I was a ADHD guy. So in my, in, my, in my last years of, of high school, I was used to, to play around the pencils and so on, create a lot of doodles and so on. And then was like a start somehow, but I have already the idea to take these things in digital. And my first uh, uh, reminder of, 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 of that, that time was I was drawing and I was scanning with a scanner at school. And I have already had the idea of what happens if I scan these things with more DPI of what you need to print out. Basically, you enlarge the image and you have a super big image. Yeah, and so I suppose that this thing, this fa my father was um, uh, repairing uh, copy machines and typewriters. And uh, uh, in that days, there was um, uh, like it was uh, the end of the 90s, like a, a revival of, of the 70s in Italy with, with design and so on, Olivetti. This, this, this design that was really uh, straightforward, really... Um, yeah, all these things together, basically, are a little bit in what I do. Okay. In art and in the presentation of art, because you, you are following me and you have seen that I am doing a lot of maps and so on yeah. and uh, flowcharts to explain better because I have to explain to myself what I'm doing and I create these materials, okay, I will publish them. It's okay. I like to ask everyone this question. Do you remember the first thing that you created that you would call art? Do you remember? Uh -huh. 
the first thing was one of these doodles because uh, a friend of mine uh, she told me oh you you can you can gift it to me to my birthday okay i said her <laughs> you uh, gave it to somebody for their birthday yeah and she has this drawing that was made with uh, with a roller ball pen the, the big the normal big but plenty of this and i suppose that also that drawing now is uh, affected by the time and these colors are going away and this is connected on what i'm doing now that i'm do you, still, do you still talk to her do you still do she still have that piece of art yeah 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 i suppose that she has oh, wow. i suppose that she has i uh, still have to call call her because it maybe happens also to you chris uh, when there are these old people from old days, okay, I have to call them. Yes. Explain what I'm doing is like doing blah blah blah. Like a girl and tell her, hey, I'm becoming a really famous artist now, and I kind of need that art back that I made I'm, for you. I'm selling <laughs> my art in. Di- I sell my digital art for digital money. <gasps> I transformed the digital money in. Euro, come on, it's crazy. What got you inspired to start creating digital digital art? How did you get into that? Uh, the digital part has uh, become more important after 2012 because in the days I was playing with some local bands. Uh, I was uh, in a point in, in that point when you are up on, on a hill, okay. Mm-hmm. And now you are starting to earn money, and then Spotify arrived and <laughs> crashed all the things. And in that days, I say, okay, I have to, to switch in digital somehow. My graphics, my uh, music, okay. There was a rena- rena- renaissance of, of the digital uh, part. I don't know if, 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 if I have explained myself. No, <laughs> it makes good sense. Mattia, tell me about being a musician. What do you play? How do you create music? What do you, what do okay. You... Um, I play keyboards since uh, when I was like uh, 10 years old, 11 years old. Nice. Because, because my parents have tried everything. Uh, they said, oh, go to swim. Oh, go to karate. Oh, go to... The... Nothing interested really me because there was something uh, like always uh, of competition. I I wasn't interested in competition. I was really really uh, a thin guy, thinner than than how I am. Uh, so the sport wasn't uh, so, so something uh, that I was interested. I don't follow soccer, for example. I don't. Gotcha. And then they tried music. And then uh, I started with this this uh, this teacher in my my in my city, and he was a smart guy because he understood instantly that I wasn't uh, a common student. Mm-hmm. So he told he told me, okay, we will do together this. We will do music, what the blues method, and I've started playing blues. Oh, nice! I love blues. <laughs> and, and, and then I have started to play real blues with with local with local guys. Because there was music that we can listen to. Is there music in the world? This blues part is not published. (laughs) I I have restarted after uh, some years with a pop a pop band. Okay. Uh, Always uh, with with the uh, original music. 
and then the, that project crashed and then I've restarted with another band and then we got super featuring uh, with, with uh, important uh, artists and then Spotify arrived and then it crashed everything. Oh. Now I, I want to reconstruct upon that, uh, that, that destroyed things and in fact my, late, uh, my latest piece in object uh, the latest collection is called XXXX Haste because it's still not shown up what is this XXXXX, but it's something that is playing around music and my, and my, uh, my journey in music. So okay. I have to destruct everything and then reconstruct something. In you fact, I am playing around also with music and music is or sound at large, it's a really interesting thing in art because um, with a sound, with a music, you can instantly take the person in another world, even before the, the, the eyes. So it's really interesting, but it's so dangerous for me, for my soul, because I have still something going on, you know. And now, now yeah. with digital art, you can you can have your art and your music together. Like it's, and it's exactly all exactly. Yeah. This is what's so f- like like having freedom finally. Like the, I don't have to say what I'm doing. I'm a musician. I'm a graphic guy. I'm a what? No, I'm an artist. In NFTs, you can do everything you want. Even a black thing with sound going on. Yeah. How did you How did you figure out about NFTs and what was going on and teach yourself like? about that whole world? I am always in doubt on what's happening. In fact, I always have a plan B, a plan C going on. So why why I'm doing art? I'm always thinking about doing physical art and digital art, and maybe also curate a little bit the graphic stuff that I'm creating because, yeah, what happens if I will not sell my stuff anymore? I always have the physical things. And if I don't sell the physical things, oh, well, I have my practice as a graphic design mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, NFTs are like having your music on CD for me. How did you learn about it? How did you, how did you come to understand it? I didn't understand instantly because in 2018, my friend Massimo Franceschet, that is Hex6C in, uh, in Twitter, uh, okay. was uh, was uh, watching my my things in facebook uh, i was publishing some some on my heart and mm-hmm. he told me you have to tokenize this thing what does it mean you have to put in blockchain what does it mean and then he told me about metamask and then in the days metamask have got the opportunity of convert instantly uh, from another cryptocurrency so i've got a, a small bunch of bitcoins i converted in ethereum then I make the application for super rare, then for known origin, and then basically started all this way, like like having another platform to publish things. When I have understood that that piece of art was blocked forever in the in the blockchain, automatically, oh come on, this is super crazy. Had this you ever like, had you ever done anything with cryptocurrencies before? Only uh, earning some uh, small bunch of them with the faucets, okay? And so I was, I was uh, holding some, some bitcoins to see what, what, what was the thing. And then 
at a certain point, I've got my, my Bitcoins in empty Gox. No you know, the, 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 the Japanese platform then failed up. I don't yeah. know how, how many Bitcoins I've got. Maybe I am... I have a lot of money, but they are sending me these complicated emails with Japanese inside and things to do. I cannot do it. You had Bitcoin in Mt. Gox? Do you know how much Bitcoin you had in there? No idea. I don't want to know. You could be really rich. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know how much if 0.0 something. Oh, man. Yeah, digital life is super crazy, you know. I've done, I have seen my space, I have seen uh, the rise and fall of the, the, the 3D platform, second reality, you remember, there was plenty of these things already <laughs> 10 years ago. So your, they, friend Hex, so your friend Hex comes and tells you, this is what NFTs are. What was the first thing that you minted? Do you remember? The first thing I minted, I minted um, a glitch, uh, a piece of glitch art that is actually in my wallet. Glitch art. I, I've, I've bought it back. It was an edition of five pieces on known origin. Okay. And then the second one was in super rare because I have, I, I always had this, um, this relationship, complicated relationship, <laughs> known origin on one side and then super rare. I always said, when you guys will do super origin or known rare, come on, fuse up the things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was started doing uh, my archival digital things in known origin and then the, oh, the new uh, ones with rubber stamps in super rare. And, uh, yeah, I started doing and selling for $5, $20, $50. You made that glitch. You made that glitch on known origin in 2019. No, there was a piece that I created in 2019. I was used to use DeviantArt platform to publish my things. A lot of artists that I talked to use DeviantArt. A many, a lot of the artists have said that. Yeah. yeah, also many famous guys now that was used to to use that that platform because it was a really good. A uh, place where you was used to find other artists. Then so Facebook. Facebook. Like, so in 2018, 19, you're creating this glitch art, which now glitch art in NFT world is really like. And you know, uh, it's a no, nobody is doing glitch art the way I'm doing. Nobody because, was doing it. Because that glitch is an actual glitch, it's not recreated with software. I take right. the I take the scanner and then I shake it, I punch it, and then the the the, the how do you call it the, 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 the part that moves to, to, to scan actually the, the 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 sheet or whatever you have inside of the scanner goes and does goes strange and creates this error because I, 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 I what did you think I, of that in 2018 when you were creating that because I mean now now this glitch art is such a genre and NFT I, I, I don't know it happens that somehow sometimes my my head says yeah I have to use technology but I don't have to use like everybody else because if I use like everybody else then or I I, I am a copy or they can copy me. So nobody can shake a scanner like I, I shake it. And the way the glitch art is made is made analogically. And it's Mattia Cuttini. 
I'm looking at what people paid for that glitch art in 2019. It was like $20. Yeah. <laughs> these are got to be worth thousands of dollars right now. I, I, I have the, the first copy in my wallet. The price is nine and a half, I suppose. <laughs> I put nine and a half because it's my, it's, it's, it's my Genesis, how they call now, Genesis. I don't know how you pronounce yeah, you're it. Genesis. And come on, nine and a half. If you want it, it's there. It's priced. That's I don't crazy, care. Man. And the, the fact is, it was I was uh, selling uh, NFTs to buy others NFTs because I was so involved in this. Oh, come on, it's super crazy, super beautiful. I wanted to create more art to, to create money to buy back some other stuff. I love that, that you're a collector as well as an artist. Yeah. What do you collect, Betia? What do you I'm collect? really in love with, with black and white art, of course, because I'm a black and white artist. But I love so much... Uh, uh, the, uh, also other artists that have started with me like Ilan Cutting, Officinas Decay and then uh, Sparrow, Black Box uh, Read uh, I uh, collect also uh, I have um, a Robness a, Robness, a piece of Robness, oh, Robness. Uh, I, w- I also bought a Max Osiris piece back in the days they never sell it and they give it back because Max is super crazy and then what I what I, I I collect on object I collect a lot of things of new artists. There is this this girl that's called On Thin that she's super great, and yeah, but almost everything uh, from photography to abstract things. I don't have a particular... I'll tell you how I became aware of you. Um, I'm a collector of art and I uh, was buying some art. Um, I was following another artist, Skygulp. Yep. And uh, I saw a a post that he put on Twitter that he had a a drop that that was going on Known Origin. Yep. And it was a collaboration with you. Yeah, because it was like uh, two or three years because we have created the, that token in the same day at the same hour of his first office collaboration. I cannot remember, but basically it was like like the perfect timing right. because he has started with me. He, he was interested in cryptocurrencies and during the COVID, he taken the phone and, oh, Mattia, help me to do this. Okay, I will help you. Because if it wasn't for the COVID, he told me that he was um, planning to, to, to enter in the NFT space like in 2020 or something like this. And the COVID accelerated things. And then he started after me, but he is a, a younger guy, a good marketing skill guy. And so, yeah, basically he, he skyrocketed. Oh, his art, yeah, his art's really popular. I, I personally know him because we collaborate also in person. So you guys had that drop on Known Origin, and I saw that you guys were selling a very limited edition drop that all the it's called All the Rest, right? Yeah, All the Rest yeah. is is the container that we are have created to put inside the stuff of the collaboration between between right. me and Sky Galpe. In fact, there is that piece that you have. In your collection there yeah. is an, another physical piece that is in the mocha collection and then we have created that meta 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 pfp i don't know how to call it the the um, digital how do you, do you call it uh, encoded selfies 
Yeah, I was going to ask you some more about that. So I was curious. Um, so I, I was so lucky, I felt, to collect one of those pieces. Yeah, um, there are, there are a, lot, a lot of of them, also blank ones, if you want to buy more and take more selfies of yourself. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean the, um, the, the piece that you, the collaboration ah, piece okay. between you and Skygulp. Gotcha. And then I wanted to ask you, because I know you just mentioned this, but one of those pieces got collected by the, the MoCo Museum. The physical, because the, the, the piece is like having two different, uh, two different uh, lives, life forms. So the physical one... Is it in Barcelona see, or is it in... Uh, uh, is in the States. It's in States. The Mocha collection of Colburn is, is in the States. Okay, okay. In a, in a church. In a church? In a church. Colburn lives in a church. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you will interview him and we ask him about the church. I'd love to. <laughs> he's a cool guy, also almost an artist, but he's a good collector and um, psychedelic guy. I love him. Yeah, that's really cool. I have to do a little research on that. I'm not too familiar with that. I, I, for some reason, I thought that was... It's insane. called Colborn, but you have to find out with the zero. So it's C0 Colborn with the zero. Uh, instead of the O Colborn with a zero, and then and then you and Skygulp did another thing, and it was these coded selfies. Talk me, tell me about that. The user would take a selfie with the computer, and it got like digitalized, and then minted into the blockchain. If you will. exactly, I was I was uh, thinking about uh, creating a brand for the collaboration between me and and Skygulpy. Um, and I thought, oh yeah, what is what is this this everything that that's going going around? What is all the rest? What is all the rest intended after the COVID? What, what's what's going on? What is the, where is the rest of our lives? And also, where is the rest in this in, in stance of when you take some rest? Because there is no rest when you're doing crypto art. <laughs> You are always connected 24-7. We are not from America. We are in Italy. So basically, we have to change time zones and so on. Yeah, it's complicated for us. So I have, I have thought about this and I told Mattia, uh, sorry, I've told to Skygalpe, uh, let's do also a website. Mm -hmm. And uh, since you do these blank faces, mm -hmm. we can use this piece of code created from Andrea Sijin, who's another, another artist. Uh, to take uh, the webcam and at the end of, of, of our collection of, of all the rest, then there's also the person that looks at the website with the void face. Mm -hmm. And then people ask, oh, oh, you have to mint this stuff. <laughs> Why you have to mint this? And so we have taken the coders and they, they, we have created a smart contract and so on, and 1,000 of these uh, selfies uh, going on and doing in uh, ASCII art like with the with the characters of, of, of the keyboard, mm -hmm. and then happened that there was a sort of uh, glitch in the tokenization system. Okay, and so we have created this blank ones. So you can buy, you still can buy a blank token, and then mm -hmm. create your selfie on. Uh, all the rest that I own. There's still some made that you can and make. 
Yeah, and, and, and the colors of this selfie, so it's black, white, and they are the exact colors of the, uh, the pieces of art that we have created in our first collection. So yeah, was all linked together, but there's only also some explanation on all the rest.io. There's also a, a critic uh, text uh, by Chiara Braidotti. That she's a collaborator of mine since 2018. Are you guys are you guys doing any more with that, or is it you just kind of done with it? We we have some 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 technical issues right now, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's pretty normal for uh, deployment of contracts in the crypto space. It seems like a lot of things have glitches. The, 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 deploy, the deployment is not a problem. The problem are always between keyboard and the chair, I always say. So humans, every time, like having calls, like, oh, this is not the perfect color. Oh, no, it's not. So these things. The smart contracts works like a charm. The problem is people. Do you work with anybody? Like a team? Do you have any people that you I have with? an informal group of people that is helping me. Uh, I am in a co-working uh, right now with the studio, and there is this other agency inside. There's this girl called Irene that she's helped me. And mm -hmm. also you have uh, another girl that helps me with the catalog and so on, and then a photographer. So it's an informal group. I didn't have a, a fixed team, but yeah. Sometimes uh, I write down also with, who are the people that are helping me. My idea is to, to like uh, have the production of NFTs or digital art, whatever you want to call them, like having a movie. So I am the director and then there are other people helping me. Yeah, it takes a lot of people to make yeah. I can also do by myself. But it's stressing, and what I have to do, stressing thing, things if I can do with other people and having fun. Maria, what do you use to create art with? Like, what platforms do you use? What programs? What, what, what hardware, computer software? I use paper, inks. I use my mobile phone. Uh, to take photos of some parts. I use also some professional cameras to digitalize scanners. I have uh, now, the, the, I am so lucky that I have two computers, two, two Apple computers, M1, that are really fast. I'm using Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, all the, the Adobe programs, because I, I was, uh, after, after technical school, uh, I have done also some some uh, uh, night courses, nine ten, uh, technical courses, and they, they have uh, teaching me the, the Adobe, the Adobe software. So yeah, it's like you went to some classes to learn all of that. Yeah, a little bit because I was I was uh, also in that in that in that things I was uh, I have learned by doing with Corel Draw and really ancient <laughs> pieces of software. And then basically at school, they told me, See, yes, you can use that. But every time you go in typography, they will ask you Illustrator, Photoshop. Design. Yeah, that's smart. Some of those programs are, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a big learning curve. And now I, I, I know how to use them. I have my, my workflow. Then recently I've started also to use Blender, but I don't know nothing. I have another guy that prepares me the files with Blender and they teach me, oh, put the file there, put the file there. And then I move the camera.
I, I play around with Blender and I watch YouTube videos and play around with Blender. It's really complicated. Yeah, but it works always in the same way. Yeah. So when you have a piece of software that has got always the same things, I suppose that is, uh, there's a moment that you make click in your mind and then you go. And also I use Ableton Live to do the audio and microphones and uh, contact microphones. Yeah, I have a, a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You're like a conductor. You've got a big uh, symphony going yeah. on. yeah. Like 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 a, a good uh, movie director, I suppose, because now if everything is storytelling, the the most the more the more near figure is like having art director. So you move the camera, you play with sounds, you put all together, and you think about how to do uh, the, the marketing of this thing. Yep. Walk me through an art project. How does something get started? and then wrapped up and delivered to a consumer? Oh, <laughs> the idea is always to, uh, to convey an idea of what happens if, always in my head is this, what happens if, what happens if, what happens if, <laughs> if, what happens if I do a bigger rubber stamping, what happens if I put this file in this uh, software that is not supposed to read this file? What happens if I put together this and this that wasn't like you take an, an 80s phone with, uh, uh, I don't know, something that is created in two different uh, times and you put together and you create new art because now you can put an analogic phone with a digital camera. <laughs> I don't know, something like this, uh, something uh, that can also teach people that you can think outside of the box. Sometimes that is not, uh, you can take your, your mobile phone and go Instagram and scroll down, but you can use that phone also to take notes and to make photos of your parents, of the textures, and then trying to, to glitch them with a mobile phone, or I don't know, whatever you want. Sounds like the goal for you is always to push it until you make it break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. There sure. are the, 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 these things that are moving inside of me, and sometimes it's like a need, a mm -hmm. need for, for me. It happens when I, when I do these big rubber stamp pieces that I completely unconnect my, my mind from what I am, what I'm doing, and I need this to slow down things and also connected with all the rest, where is all the rest. So it's only connected. Uh, I suppose that is my, I'm trying to create like a philosophy behind of my art. I'm not, I'm not a philosophy guy. Sky Golpe is the philosophy guy. And uh, happens that the philosophy happens after I create art. And people look it and says, oh, these things reminds me of that. Oh, I see that you are like detached from reality. And yeah. And you achieve that by pushing the boundary of whatever it is you're working with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> I have guys that are writing me, oh, come on. You, you nailed it. You, you have found the way with, with the big time foldables that are in 3D and are with the camera and the lights. 
also 3D guys tell me, oh, how do you have done this? Come on, it's super simple. And so when, when, I, when, when, when people tell me this, I'm happy. I'm happy because I've pushed the boundaries. I have created something that nobody else is doing in the world. I love that. Are you, are you working full-time as an artist now? Yes. Is that your full-time job? Yep. Yeah. How do you earn a living? Is it through just sell, sales of your artworks online? Or do you have uh, like a professional career as an artist? I have started with NFTs, uh-huh. and now I want to demonstrate that I can sell everything with NFTs. Next yeah. year, I want to uh, also talk with galleries and uh-huh. find also if I can, if I have interest also. Uh, have you galleries. done anything with any gallery at all? Have you been no, in a gallery? No, no, no. no, like, no Only the, 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 the first, uh, my first exhibition. Uh-huh. Was a physical one with some uh, some digital, but I, I self 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 created self powered self. Uh, how do you say? I cannot find the word. Uh, I have all doing by, by, by myself. This That's exhibition. really awesome, man. Yeah, because you've been really with, without galleries. There was only the guy of of the, the space that was helping me with with something. But yeah. Well, congratulations on your success, man. From what I can see, you've done really well. What, do you travel to? Do you travel to any of like the NFT conferences in in the world? Have you been to like NFT New York or any of those? Now, now, now I'll tell you. Uh, I was sparing money in the first years of this thing, just to take flights and go to these conferences because I wanted to know other guys. Mm-hmm. When co- when COVID. Uh, stopped in my, in my place. I was supposed to go to New York to mm-hmm. the big dream verse Metapurse production. I was also also an artist and also a curator of that thing. Mm-hmm. But then the Schengen area didn't permit me to, to take the flight. So yeah, I was like at home looking at this. Then I have started to go around and uh, in, the, in these conferences, but this was like uh, pointless, okay? Uh, so now my rule, also to not, do not stress too much my family, is if they call me and they pay me the flight and they give me something to do, uh, even better if it's something physical and not only to take blah, 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 the microphone, yeah, and then I go. Now I have these 15 days of, of art residency in France, and this is a big, huge opportunity for me. My family was so supportive for this. And yeah, let's see what what happens. Because uh, tell me about that. What's the deal with the art residency in France? Can you now, now I, I find the name because it's called Glitched. Glitch uh, is created by Primavera de Filippi. Uh, she's a. Um, uh, researcher and activism of digital freedom. Now I find yeah. the, the, the real name. Uh, yeah, but yeah, okay. maybe we, we will write it down in the in the notes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to if I'd love to see you sometime. Hopefully, you can make it to New York for NFT New York. I want I want so bad to to come in New York. Uh, when I will, I can go to New York. Uh, I will make super huge party because every time they tell me, oh, New York, oh, New York, yeah, but invite me. Tell me what to do. I cannot go there and then look at this, look at that. Yeah. I rather prefer to have an agenda to follow. And so, of course. 
Yeah, I understand. What's your relationship like with your collectors? Very good. I am really, really lucky that uh, with the art that I do, that is not so simple, I suppose. Uh, I have uh, um, attracted people like me. So people really respectful, people that always tells me, oh, Mattia, what you are doing this, you can do this, you can do that. And then after two days, oh, Mattia, I'm stupid. I have not to tell you what you have to do. <laughs> so, yeah, there are, there are, there are this, this, this kind of, of conversations. And the collectors are really part of my uh, workflow in the sense Mm, that they tell me if they want a piece or not. But I don't change my way of doing art because of them. And this is the maximal freedom ever reached in my life. I create art and then something happens. <laughs> Out of all the hundreds of NFTs that I've collected, I've only had a handful of artists that reached out to me after I bought something from them. You're one of them. I bought a piece. I bought that. I always do. Since 2018, uh, then when you made the the sale, this is a rule of thumb for every artist, a rule of thumb, because when you make the selling, it seems that the person has spent money for you and sometimes a lot of money. And then at least one thing that you can do is search it out if you can find it on the web and say, thank you, come on. I think that's really great advice to any artist that may be listening. And And uh, also, if you are a super artist, even more than me, you can also gift another piece to the artist. That's very very cool, man. Yeah, that's very cool. I I really appreciated the fact that uh, I bought that um, piece, all the rest, that Sky Gulp Collab piece, uh, which was expensive. I I spent a lot of money for it. Absolutely. Um, uh, Even during the... Ethereum bull run because it was really yeah, high. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of money. It was it was several thousand dollars, and uh, and I, I instantly within a day or so I got a message from you, which I thought was really touching, man. I, I appreciated that, and it's so rare. It's so rare. Yeah, I am an old school guy, and yeah. I have learned from the first guys in the space, and we have said, yeah, come on. You're not the only artist that's reached out to me, but very very few. Very few. Out of, out because of, if they spend $50 or $3,000, it's a lot of money for everybody. Because if they spend $50 for you, it, seems that it says that $50 are a lot of money. I, I don't know how to say it better because I, I lack of words in English. <laughs> okay, man. That's but okay. I, I, I'm a collector too. And I've started yeah. with nothing. And so even if they are 50 1000 100000 money creates more money, creates more possibility to artists. And it's important to, to say thank you, at least thank you. And then something happens. I don't know in what way. Maybe in this case, we have done a podcast, but tomorrow can be a beer together. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I always, uh, you, you and I have always had a nice little DM. You know, we've messaged a few times over since then, and I always appreciate conversation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and maybe one day when I will see something in your Instagram feed, I will tell you, oh, that's my piece on the world. Yeah. Then, or <laughs> something like this. I have yeah. created this because you, you're taking in my mind, yeah, something strange happens. But you have to be super, super uh, 
kind with persons and super mm-hmm. kind with disconnection because connections are, are not strong anymore <laughs> like 20 years ago. I feel like in the in the in the NFT world, um, the the connections are happening more and more. People are getting connected more and more in that world. Like the this 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 yes. community, this community is very uh, full of good like good people yeah. that all crave that connection. I think it happens that the more I know these guys around the world, even if I didn't see them in person, it happens that I. How can I say? It's like having similar thoughts, similar people. And I think that if I am in Mexico City and I have the crypto chromo number because it's a friend of mine, and I think, oh, guy, come on with your car. I have plenty of stuff going on. It comes with, with me and takes me with the car. I, have, I am completely uh, faith in these people. I don't know yeah. how, because it's a feeling. Sometimes we didn't... We didn't even talk the same language. We, we're talking meta English, but it's super crazy. This connection with these maybe fifty per- persons around the world, but are super strong. And it happens also that that now people that reach me that I know, it's like having brothers. I don't know how to say better. It's like yeah. it's like the old school DeviantArt days. <laughs> it was a community super strong. Yeah. Well, if you ever come to South Carolina, man, you got a you got a place to stay here, man. You can come hang out with me anytime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've seen that you have also an, an island, like near. Uh, I live on. I live near an island, and I'm I'm on a co- I'm on the coast, so I'm I'm at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, because the idea of having an island without people. Oh, super crazy! Yeah. Oh yeah, there's an island. So my my wife and I we have a boat and we go to this island and there's no people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, You've seen my videos. Yeah. Connect, connections. Yeah. Then yeah. this brings an idea in in in, in, your, in your head. What happens if I create a piece of art in an island that there's no people inside? It can, it's like the more virgin place to create art to create something artificial. Yeah, super crazy. That's a great idea. Come do it, man. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> let's 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 find something useful, something meaningful, and yeah. do it. What do you think about the prices of NFTs? How do you see floor prices in your own art? How do you price things when you list them for sale? Um, what do you think about the state of this is a huge question? Uh, I know it is. I know it's a hard question, but it's let, let me say that. Uh, if there are more features in the artwork, I price them more. If there are less features, I price them less. Gotcha. If I publish in Tezos, I price them less. And then happens that people buys me things uh, for a lot of money, and then that comes <laughs> the minimal price. I have sold a, a, a physical and digital uh, one one uh, in Tezos for. 950 tethers that was like one, one almost two thousand dollars two thousand dollars right and then that became my floor for physical and digital 101s static image mm-hmm. and then something more complicated like the time foldable series i have to price them for it for example mm-hmm. in respect of the other collectors in respect of what is the the, the situation, mm-hmm. but uh, if you see what is for ETH now, 
and for it at, 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 at the start of the, of the year at two different prices in dollars. Sure. So yeah, there's always this balance to do between uh, what you do, how much you have spent, and also cryptocurrencies, because mainly uh, I think in cryptocurrency. Yeah, and I think it's an important question, and I like to talk to the crypto artists that I talk to about it because it's not it's not the same as the traditional art world. You know, like if you're I a know. traditional artist, you sell your artwork in a gallery. Everything's priced in the 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 current currency that you're in. You know, if you're in Europe, I don't know, but in here, if you're in the United States, it's the dollar. Everything's by the you know. This is what I'm yeah. The yeah. dollar is always a dollar, right? You know, so I, when you're I, a crypto artist, ETH is you know fifteen hundred dollars today, and it might be three thousand dollars. Yeah, today. it happened that the eighty percent of people buying NFTs are people from the crypto world. So yes. before seeing the value in dollars, they see the value in ETH, and one ETH is a lot of money, even if one hundred dollars or fifteen thousand dollars. Right. And I, I still, I still don't have found a perfect uh, match between these. What, what I can do, and is what I'm doing actually, is doing this super catalog uh, where I put uh, everything inside and everything has got this price in cryptocurrency and in dollars. I hope that uh, there will be uh, the restart of this platform that was called Masterpiece was okay. doing uh, this uh, this thing uh, automatically because I, I was used to put inside my my address uh, like Mattia Cuttini in Tezos, Mattia Cuttini in Ethereum, and then he made up the merging of this of these artworks. Because I have a lot of stuff in secondary market now, but yes. a, a ton or a ton of them, and it's still not selling. And I say it's super crazy that it's not selling because the cryptocurrencies are so low. But it's this way. When they go up, then they start start selling. Yeah, that's the that's the strange thing about the crypto market. So when the price of ETH is low, and the cost of the art is less, the volume goes to zero, and exactly. nobody buys anything. Exactly. And then the price of ETH goes way up, and and the cost of I art suppose, is very I suppose that there is something connected with DeFi mechanisms because there are a lot of guys and girls uh, doing this stacking thing uh, when you earn passive income so maybe if the cryptocurrencies going up they have this uh, more value be, be behind and then they say okay i can invest in more cryptocurrencies and also in nfts right yeah maybe that's the the, the reason Maria, what are you working on now? What's going on in your life today? Okay, I am still working with the time foldables because I have to mind, mint, sorry, uh, six, still I have to mint six or seven of them because the second series is of 10 pieces. And uh, I am working with another, another, uh, how can I say? Another thing, another concept that is called scam machine, but it's super secret at the moment. And uh, uh, I wanted to explore uh, the 3D realm more. Uh, what I can I say about this is that I want 
to uh, detach a little bit from the rubber stamp uh, practice mm -hmm. and I want to uh, to do some collage because I was already doing collage but in two dimensions mm -hmm. and the idea is to take collage in three dimensions. Are you building that in Blender? Is that something you're working on now? I don't know if I have to use Blender. Maybe Blender is, is to create the, the assets. I gotcha. But I want to play around with Oculus, but in a different way, you know, because I can, I can write to Zion Swan, that is the guy, one of the best sculptors with Oculus that I know is from, from Australia. And he always uh, very kind with me. He brought me over by the Oculus because it's good, even if it's meta, they don't care, so you can write. So I can learn from him how to do, but I don't want to learn because I want to do my errors and these errors find out my practice to do something that nobody has done before with Oculus. So trying to make sculptures, make collage, make 3D all together with the Oculus. I don't know if it is possible. I still have to, to, to find out the time because every time I say myself, oh, I have to do this. And then I have to wait since Christmas <laughs> <laughs> to have a bit, a little bit of, of free time uh, to get annoyed, you know, this, this thing that you have nothing to do in your to-do list and so your mind can go freely around and then the concepts somehow coagulate in something else. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense. That makes sense. How do you connect with people? What's the best way to, to connect with you? Twitter. Virtual Twitter. Twitter. Do you use Discord? I use it like a phone booth. I go there. Okay. I push my my groups. I write down. Oh, I have this. Tau. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. It's really complicated. I was used to use Telegram a lot for for mm. because of the groups, but also now there is too much people. I cannot. I cannot stay. It's, it's difficult to, to have everything under control, and maybe you don't need to have everything under control. So Twitter, I, I, I tweet a lot. I write to people when I, I need. But also the algorithm of Twitter sometimes go crazy. It's even better than Instagram, come on. But sometimes also Twitter it doesn't show up the people uh, that you are not connected since uh, maybe 15 days. And yeah. But Twitter is the main, main, main social media. On Twitter, you have like 12,000 followers. How did you get yeah. so many people? Last year happened that after the big people selling, uh -huh. I was uh, one of the, the guys that was earning more more followers, like 400 followers every month. Wow. And I've seen the numbers. Like, Come on, this is super crazy. I was supposed to do this when I was 16 years old with, with my band. And now, now that I'm 43. <laughs> Come on. I'm but not that's a rock cool, man. Congratulations. That's really good. You got a following, you got a, you know, you've got people that you can I mean when you when you say something online, there are a lot of people are listening. Yeah. Maybe they are listening because actually the the, the, the numbers are not saying the same. I have 20 12,000 uh, followers, but the reactions are not compared to 12,000. <laughs> wow. So yeah, who knows what is real, what is a bot, what is someone that also follow it, but they didn't open up Twitter. I don't know. 
Who, who's your favorite artists? Right now? Yeah, sure. Uh, in the real world or in the NFT area? You get, you get to decide the answer to this question. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. There, there, there are a, 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 lot, a lot of artists that I, that I really appreciate oh. and that I follow and I study uh, because my practice is going in similar ways. So, is there anybody in particular that you're studying that you would mention? Yeah, yeah. There is Wade Guyton from the States that was using inject machines mm-hmm. like I was using Xerox machines. Say his name again? What was it? Wade Guyton. Wade Guyton. Yeah, he's pretty famous because he has sold for a lot of money some time ago. And I follow Kevin Abosh okay. because of NFTs because he's a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, books of Emilio Vedova, that was this artist in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, pretty famous. And then I um, let, me, let me search out uh, Jesse Drexler, uh, American guy, also in NFTs. And also uh, the, my, my, my digital family, so Iran Cutting, one more time, Officinas DK, Sky Golpe. Uh, and then I have this, this bunch of uh, Mexican guys like Cryptochromo like Ernesto Ash, like uh, Moxarra. There are a lot of these Mexican guys that I love yeah. them. And I will tell you, in, in, an, another, 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 another podcast, I will tell you about Mexico, because if I talk about Mexico, then the story becomes really big between Latin America. I have a strange love for Latin America. And then... I love Mexico, and I've been to Mexico. My, my, my mother has done the high schools in Mexico. Because my grandpa was was working there, and oh, wow. so I have this magical idea in my mind about Mexico. This have you been? Like, have you been to Mexico? Never, ever. Oh, <laughs> I have no. to. I have to. And then I follow. I I appreciate the art of Ontinais one more time, of uh, DDO. There's another another girl doing photographies and helping me in the in the, in the space. Uh, Manuel Gardina from Italy, and then uh, also the guys, uh, uh, Adriano Attus, that is another friend of mine. Yeah, there are a lot, a lot. I collect them so you can see my collections. Yeah, I love that. Who I follow, who I love, because it happens that sometimes I told myself, I have to buy that because it's good. What do you think about NFT art and utility, having a utility, this debate? That- why not? I've implemented yeah. utility in my, my last pieces of X66 Haste. When you have uh, the token, you can uh, unlock another piece of MP4 yeah. and you can see what's behind this huge logotype and you can see. So utility is okay. It's like having a, play, a playful thing to, to play around well, I think it adds like layers and dimensions to art. It can, you know, now that we have this new digital art space, then yeah, art, yeah. why not? You know, exactly. The utility of having a, a physical uh, frame, a physical uh, piece that you can see rotating it, for example, or having backwards. So, yeah, the utility of a digital piece, we have, we are still uh, it- writing down what you can do. What do you think about these virtual museums? Do you have any? Um... Yeah, sometimes they are really cool. I don't have the time to create uh, them because if I do also that, I, I don't have more time. But 
there are some guys that are doing really, really good spacing. For example, another guy that I follow uh, that is also doing rubber stamps like me, but he's the only one that I know, is called, mm -hmm. called Martin Lukas Ostakowski. He's from mm -hmm. Canada, MLO. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done this, this, uh, this uh, space in Crypto Voxels, that now is called Voxels. It was super, super good. And also Benoit Couty from Mocha, not the Mocha of Colbo, the other Mocha, was used to have uh, this crypto voxel space was really really interesting uh, yes. and so yeah sometimes this is interesting because uh, they mimic real places or not or yeah. do the opposite uh, what i want to see and maybe i have to do it is to mix up reality and digital yeah i love that man That's my friend uh, my friend zach french who does another podcast called web3 and me and i talk a lot and he sent me a museum yesterday like a virtual museum and Maria, I spent two hours looking through it. I mean, some of these virtual museums are like incredible. Now. Exactly. I couldn't, it's, my, it's, I couldn't stop looking. It's incredible. It's interesting for people going in trips, for people that have not space in, in their houses to hang out on the, 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 the <laughs> art. And so it's okay. If, if you, do you follow that punk 6569 who's building the... the the metaverse home? No, every time I see punk something, I, I'm not interested. No. <laughs> okay. It was, it, was, it was a cool a cool collectible things in the first days because they was giving out for free and people selling for, but when the, the price is skyrocketed, okay, it's only a stupid thing. <laughs> Yeah, when when I, when, I, when, I see, when I see too much money on an artwork or something like this, I always say to myself, oh, this is unequal. I don't know. It's not, not correct. It's not with a huge amount of money you can do better things. What do you things. think about that? I mean, you know, you've got like the board apes and the crypto punks. These things are bringing, some of these things are trading for millions of dollars. I don't know. I cannot see the point. I cannot see the, 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 the artistical value. But maybe... Is because I'm an artist. Yeah, I, I never did collections of of stickers and uh, baseball <laughs> players right. like you in the states. Yeah, I, I don't know. There is a disconnection between like crypto art specifically, and then like the the collectibles, thing, yeah. like the collectibles or these yeah. projects, these PFP projects. Yeah. But we, as an artist, we have to to stimulate the market and to, to propose uh, problems. So when I see an artist that creates a collectible, like Gary, um, Gary Carter is another guy that I follow. You, you know, when I'm talking, I talk about uh, Gary Carter. At a certain point, I've created uh, a collectible of 200, but made by hand. So he had made by hand with Photoshop and so on, 200 sure. of different. That is the point of doing art, stimulate and try to, yeah. to find this, 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 uh, uh, this weak points where you can put your finger in and say, oh, collector, you are sure that you are collecting. Always <laughs> better to collect something of an artist that then with that money can create more art because yeah. that's the point. With the money, I have my living, yeah, I buy my things. But the, the more part of, of the money that I have, I use to create even more art. And I even do more see, better. I do see both sides of I do see both sides of the argument. I think, you know, things like uh, CryptoPunks and board apes and all of those things have a place and you know, there is a lot of 
historical significance in those things. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. But when I've seen the guys of uh, CryptoPunks selling the whole thing to another company, I tell myself, oh, come on. No, it's, it's like I, I, I will sell Mattia Coutini brand. Right. It doesn't make sense. I am Mattia Coutini. I am, I am the brand of myself. Maybe it will happen when I will be died because I will be in the blockchain forever and then someone will have the brand and will sell it. But since I am alive, I am a decotine. I cannot sell myself. It's also, it's, the... also, it's also Wild West, man. Like anything can happen. You yeah, know? but yeah. it's so, so strange. The CryptoPunks was the, the, the creation of these guys to, 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 to create something interesting and something... Uh, uh, to, to stress out the technology. How do you can sell the concept to another company? If the collectibles are all around within the, in the hands of other people, I cannot understand. <laughs> How do you um, do royalties? Do you do um, royalties on secondary sales of your art? Do you build that into your contract? Yeah, I always put 10% because we was used to have 10%. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get hungry because they don't give me the percentages on OpenSea, uh-huh. but it's not a lot of money. So since it's not uh, well implemented in the smart contracts of OpenSea, I will have them in the future when they will sell for bigger money mm-hmm. and then the smart contracts will be better implemented. Right. But I have, I have my, 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 sometimes my, my royalties that can help me. I have got like thousand, not thousand, a couple of thousand dollars last year. So it's not bad. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's nice. I mean, that's extra money. Come so. on. I, I was, I was, when, when, when I was an employee, I was, I was uh, earning that, that amount of money in one month of work. And then I have it because of secondary market. It's okay. It's yeah, it okay. nice to wake up and uh, look at your email in the morning and see you made money from something. Yeah, yeah. But I still remember my first big sellings, like the the My Bridge horse made in pixels, and sold for two hundred and something. Two hundred. And I said, "Come on!" Even when I sleep, I earn money. That's crazy. <laughs> well, super crazy, or or uh, I remember when I have. Uh, made the first sellings of time foldable series in the, at the start of, this, of the year. Uh, I started it like uh, a collection for, uh, for real galleries, okay? Because this was this, this, this uh, opportunity to be expo- exhibited. But I told myself, oh, if I do only physical, what happens? Let's take the chance to do these physical pieces to also create the digital version. So maybe I can sell it. And I have sold one, I have sold two, then they calls. how oh, can I have two of these? Three, four, okay, come on. And then the market have crashed down. I have made another another collection of time foldables. But yeah, it's a resistance uh, proof for me if I can still sell even if the market is not good. And then next year I go to galleries with the sheet of paper. These are the numbers I made last year. Do you want me? Do you not want me? I have sold this. Maybe we can do better together. Who knows? Right on. It's nice to have a track record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With, the, with the blockchain, is super certified. Yeah. As my memory too. As my memory because I'm losing things with my memory. That's one thing people people don't realize. The, pub, the blockchain is public record. Everybody can see it. 
Absolutely. It's amazing. Maddie, we, uh, we're getting close to the hour here. And uh, I'd like to ask you, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to say about yourself or your art, uh, um, your life that, that you want the audience to hear? Yeah, maybe uh, one, one, one thing that I'm wondering is to do a solo exhibition. So if there is someone listening to us, please call me if you want Mattia Cotini solo exhibition. Okay. This is my, my wondering because everybody is asking me, oh, when I saw exhibition, your pieces are really big. Imagine them together in a big hall. Yeah, but when, where, who? Let's set this for a 2023 goal for you, man. Solo Absolutely. exhibition. Absolutely. A All very right, big solo so exhibition and maybe with really old pieces. So I have to call every collector. Come on. Let's speak it Send it to me. You're going to have it. super crazy. I have to work for one year or only for do that because they are everything in the world. They are in India. They are in China. They are in Germany, in Sweden, in, in Germany, in Copenhagen, in Denmark, in France, in Spain, in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere spread around in the world in canada and in the states too there are some collectors of physical things also in the states but it's not so easy to ship around that thing yeah, yeah. maria it's great talking to you man and thanks to you chris it was a real pleasure you know I'd like to thank everybody listening for joining me and Mattia Coutini on another episode of The Ledge. Please join me every Tuesday as we release a new episode. You can follow Mattia on Twitter at at Mattia C, or you can follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore underscore Chris, or on my Instagram at chrisharper.eth. Love to connect with you all. Also, if you really enjoyed listening to the show, please give us a rating. Five-star rating would be great. And if you want to write a review, that would be even better. We'll be here every Tuesday out here on the ledge, digging into the crypto art scene. Thank you all again.